Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And on today's episode, I have a very special guest. Her name is Robin, and she runs an amazing site all about luxury travel for parents. And as a traveling parent with three young kids, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old, I know for sure that me and my wife need luxury getaways. So I'm looking forward to hearing her insights into this unique niche of travel. Uh, so, uh, Robin, to start off with, why don't we get to know you a little bit better if you want to share a little bit more about yourself. Sure. Um, I started my site with a professional background as a magazine publisher. So I was a print magazine publisher for about 15 years uh, for consumer magazines, but never in the travel side. But in that line of work, I traveled somewhat nonstop and uh, definitely had a very platinum business lifestyle in addition to my childhood long obsession with the hospitality industry. So I always explain to people that probably by the age of 10 or 11, I had a bookshelf where I had every luxury brand's directory on it in this special little shelf and I had all of the directories memorized. So I had somewhat of a genuine passion, shall we say, that um, that's never waned for the hospitality industry specifically. So the website was a marriage of my professional skills and my, my, my joy passion. Not my cause passion, but my joy passion. Awesome. So uh, you know, what got you into uh, this whole area of luxury family travel, specifically targeting parents? I felt like my husband, I'm a traveler who married a vacationer and uh, with young children, uh, just like you said, I think that parents have a huge need to go away and rejuvenate and revitalize. Um, I love the satirical comments when families rent beach houses only to do the same work closer to the water. That never made sense to me, and I think that parents with children under the age of five are deep into the parenting trenches, and I think that they really need to get away and fill their tanks so that they can keep on going. Yes, uh, tell me about it, and I see so many people in these uh, formative years of marriage when they have young kids and you see the divorce rate is really through the roof because of the stress uh, that kids uh, enforce upon you. <laughs> Not intentionally, but uh, as a kids, uh, you as parents, uh, you know, growing the gray hairs, uh, fighting with your spouse, it's very normal. I mean, me and my spice, uh, me and my wife uh, definitely have uh, struggled in the last few years and uh, we even got some family counseling, uh, you know, a Leaving the kids with grandma and uh, doing our own trips. Uh, even when we travel, we actually do some date nights. Not enough, but um, uh, for example, when we were in South Africa, we left the kids with the hotel uh, staff, and we were able to do a dinner out, and it felt so good. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I think we're on the same page here about the need for retreats for parents. So do you advocate uh, parents go alone or with the both? I'm so sorry. Can you repeat the question? Uh, I mean, uh, do you re do you recommend that parents go alone and leave the kids with a babysitter or a grandma or a close trusted friend, or do you recommend uh, the family travel or a little bit of a mixing of the both? I think that if parents can get away alone, they should always try and do so once in a while. I just think that practically speaking, there are certain families that can do that, um, and then certain families who don't have that option. There are so many parents who don't have grandparents 
living, don't have grandparents who can physically handle taking their children um, who aren't nearby. So I think that you have to make do with uh, the restorative resources that you have. And so um, I don't have parents locally. So one of the things that I have done is one of my best friends and I, we have swapped sleepovers with our kids uh, so that we can get away when we feel like we've exhausted the help of uh, grandparents. There are all, the, all these ways. I do think couples should get away. Um, and I also think that couples should still carve out time alone on family vacations. And I think that that's really critical. I think that there are certain families who, there are very few families who abuse kids clubs. I've asked a lot of kids club staff at various resorts. And uh, I heard an interesting story where one young counselor said that there was a, a parent who dropped off their children all day during the Christmas break. And you just never know what was going on with that family. Maybe that was really a really critical time for the parents to deal with family business or to talk about things. But I said, well, does that happen frequently? And he said, no, that doesn't happen at all. So I think that most people do not abuse kids clubs, but I also think that they're underserved. And I think that when parents sort of feel this pressure to spend every waking moment with their children on vacation, they're not really replicating the environment that they have at home because kids often are going to school or doing other things or parents are going to work. So I think it's healthy to have four hours a day where everyone has an opportunity to deepen their connection with their siblings or deepen their connection between spouses. Yeah, and I think it's a, even a good for the kids themselves because then they have that uh, time with other children away from the parents. So it's a win-win-win uh, for all parties involved. Right. Right. I don't know any parents of young children who say, oh, we have so much. We have too much time alone without our children. It just doesn't happen. Yes. I've, I've been interviewed, uh, you know, literally dozens and dozens of parents on this uh, podcast and videocast. And uh, I haven't heard that comment once. Right. And I don't think I ever will. <laughs> right. Right. But some of your amazing adventures you've done, either with kids or with just your spouse, um, tell us a little bit more about some of the travel adventures you've been on? Well, actually, I'm one of those families that I haven't had a lot of travel with my husband without our children. Um, I did a lot of travel, and I would say that up until getting married, all of my discretionary income went to travel, and then I traveled a lot with my family as a child. Um, you know, we traveled around Europe. We vacationed, you know, in different islands that became family. Like, we developed a special relationship with certain islands that we would frequent. Um, and then I studied abroad and explored and backpacked and did all of that. Uh, and then my husband, who is not as much of a traveler, um, before we had children was certainly amenable to letting me plan whatever. And then we are actually what I would consider taking our first real travel trip this year. We're finally taking our children to Europe because my son will be six and my daughter will be 11, and I'm looking forward to doing a combination of visiting a few places I know well, and then exploring two countries that I've never been to before. And so I think that that's an exciting difference than what we've done so far. And which two countries will they be, the new countries added to your list? I've never been to Ireland, so we're headed to Ireland for a while, and then I think, but it's not definite, I think we're headed to Morocco, which I'm super excited about. 
Awesome. I wish you the best in that travel adventure coming up. So tell us about the actual travel a website you have called Lux Recess. Tell us about the name itself. It's quite a unique name. Uh, how did you come up with the name, the brand, and what are the major themes and topics that you're writing about? I feel like given um, there are a couple of things. One is that I mentioned the word recess because it's how parents, particularly those who are deep in the parenting, parenting trenches, can get a break. Which properties, which resorts, which hotels are authentically family friendly? What are the unique ways that those hotels and resorts are set up that parents can um, enjoy themselves? And I think that general family travel media overlooks that vulnerable age of parents that are really sleep deprived with young kids. So I think that it's like, it's very easy to think about traveling with eight year olds, but what is it really like to travel with two year olds? And so I think that obviously the younger your children are, the more those hotel and resort services that luxury uh, properties offer become more critical because sometimes you just need to order room service for dinner because your kids are exhausted or you're exhausted and you love the additional help that those hotels can provide. And I think that those perks actually mean less and less as your children get older. Yeah, so we're, we're currently traveling with uh, three kids. Uh, one's five, one's three, and one's one. And uh, we don't do as much luxury travel as I wish we could, even though I have a travel blog called daddyblogger.com. Uh, we're kind of more mid-range, I would say. Uh, we do get a lot of sponsored stays, uh, but not as many luxury. I mean, we do get the five-star here and there, and we definitely enjoy it. We definitely enjoy the room service when we can. And it's such a great um, uh, benefit for our kids because usually they have everything you need on site, restaurants, cafes, stores. Uh, they have a swimming pool. Um, service you mentioned etc so whatever we have it's definitely been a huge blessing uh, to myself my wife and especially for our kids great great yeah I think that um, the luxury element is um, sometimes maybe it's a once a year maybe it's only every couple of years but I think that when families really feel depleted you've got two parents who are working they don't uh, they feel like the daily grind is a lot. And I know as I think you're nomadic, so you can say, ha ha ha, those people don't know what they're missing. I think when the daily grind gets a lot, I think that the goal is if you're spending that time and money away, you should really come back feeling strong, feeling happy and feeling replenished that you're ready to do everything again, but maybe do it better and maybe do it with more joy. So um, the underlying theme of Lux Recess for me, though, is that I think that the most important uh, souvenirs are the intangible ones where you can learn to be present with your children more and as a family. And when we are so um, challenged by competing with screen time and other things, it's critical to think about what kind of experiences can I create with my family when we're really together and present and joyful and not looking at our phones every five minutes. What are those experiences that speak to the parents? Because I think at the end of the day, the only thing children want is authentic presence from their parents. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, you spoke about the daily grind. You uh, know, in, in some sense of the word, actually, the daily grind on the road is even tougher. Like, uh, I'm working quite a bit, even though we're traveling full time. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, five or six hours per day, uh, you know, five days a week. And uh, it's tough because of the 
always moving, you know, checking in and checking out of places, packing and packing, uh, not having the stability. Uh, the Wi-Fi is obviously the big, biggest issue. Here I am in Bogota, Colombia at the time of the interview. And uh, even at this interview, it might be a little bit choppy. But generally, in Colombia, the internet is a little bit up and down. So I'm used to, I'm from Vancouver, BC, Canada. I'm used to having a stable, strong Wi-Fi connection. And on the road, that's a, probably the hardest part of my daily grind, if you want to call it that. Right, right. Uh, so tell us about, um, um, you know, some of the sponsored travel as well, uh, you know, as a travel blogger, uh, what kind of stuff are you able to get sponsored and which um, do you have to get paid for is a little bit of a half and half? Um, I think I work a little differently than the traditional travel blogger model. I think I understand what that is, but I sort of, uh, with my print magazine background, I think I really think more about it from a magazine perspective. Um, I... I'm very careful to never be hosted by a property that I don't think is authentically appropriate for my readership. And I, uh, because I've just been doing market research my whole career, I'm really like nerdy about all of my analytical data of genuinely understanding who my readers are and what they like. And that's how I serve them, which would deviate from how I would travel on my own. So it's, Content should be service first to readers, um, so it's so it's slightly different than a blog. And uh, tell us about some of the income side of things. So, how are you able to generate uh, the income side of things? So you're able to travel as much as possible. Um, I would say that really, what happens is I. Um, I still do the same skill set that I've always done as a publisher, and I have um, a small list of clients that I do uh, digital marketing for, market research, uh, content strategy, and that sort of thing. So, to be honest, it's not—it's the one where I pay most of the bills with, as opposed to the actual sponsored travel. Sounds good. So, uh, uh, what is your vision going forward? I mean, uh, you've started the blog. Uh, you. You do uh, luxury travel. Uh, is there some bucket list items you want to go? Like the I can imagine, like the Bora Boras or the Tahitis of the world. Uh, what is on your bucket list for your husband and for your kids and your for your family? Uh, my husband's best friend from college is uh, moving to Mauritius next year. So if those plans go through, I'm thrilled to explore the Indian Ocean, Southern Africa. Um, my bucket list destination my whole life has been India. And uh, I plan on taking my daughter alone uh, around her 14th or 15th birthday. There's something, I read a memoir of a woman who had traveled extensively with her daughter that uh, I was not a parent yet, but that book just really um, ingrained the goal of what challenges that travel will bring to us, where it will um, take us out of our norm, and what kind of lifetime you know experiences and memories we're going to create from that. Particularly at the age when I think children and teenagers want to develop apathy, and I think that it's a wonderful antidote to apathy. Yeah, definitely, teenagers uh, do generate. Apathy, aggression, rebellion, etc. So good on you for uh, you know already planning ahead for that. Because if you don't plan ahead, it won't happen. So uh, right. good on you for already uh, already kind of uh, getting the ball into motion there. Uh, so Robin, uh, uh, there might be some parents who just cannot actually do luxury travel because of their objections or the financial restrictions. And I, I mean, I interview a lot of parents, and typically, time and money are the big barriers to travel. 
and luxury travel is even a bigger financial hit. Uh, so tell us about how uh, parents can handle that, the time barrier and the money barrier. The money barrier takes some creativity. I think that one of the things that parents should remember, I have no issue with uh, moving properties. And sometimes there's a hotel that we really want to stay in that we could not stay in a full week, but we can stay for a night or two and then we can supplement that with a, a more of a budget property the rest of the time. So we can spread out our hotel budget on a vacation more. Um, I also understand traveling off season. So we do a lot of off season travel um, because of how much we have to travel now for the site. And, um, I think that if parents are just looking for that restorative experience, the, the, the least expensive way to do that is to use last minute travel sites with suburban locations in big cities. You can uh, get great deals of, um, you can get great deals uh, at these suburban locations that don't have exotic locations but they have all of the amenities of a downtown luxury property some great tips there robin uh, so if people wanted to uh check out your website and get some tips and inspiration to do their own family getaway uh what's the site and also the different social media by which people can contact you uh, our site is luxrecess.com so it's lux with an e and um, I tend to focus on uh, destinations where I feel like we have a real authority and know well. Um, so I have a group of contributors. Uh, I have one correspondent who spends her summers in Asia. So she, she really knows the Asian market. It wouldn't be like me to isolate one property without really understanding how all of those compare within that market of which ones really are the most family friendly. So I specialize in Florida, New England, New York, um, and I have, without being a Disney fan, I've inadvertently become a luxury Orlando expert. So I tend to advise a lot of people who are hesitant to go to Disney World, for example, how to go with a little more style and savvy and fuse an Orlando vacation with really great local food or some of the cultural opportunities there too. Awesome. So why didn't you share a little bit about that to end off here? I think uh, you gave a little teaser, but uh, if people wanted to go to Orlando and do a little bit more of the vacation away from the uh, Universal Studios, Epcot Center, or the Disney World side of things, any other in that beautiful state? Sure. Like within Orlando, there's actually a phenomenal city further away from the uh, theme parks. So if you're willing to go near downtown Orlando, um, Orlando's got this incredible um, bursting food scene that's been going on for the last 10 years. And it started with food trucks and farmers markets and now there are just so many incredible chef-owned restaurants that are opening all the time. There's a unique hotel that I loved featuring that is adjacent to Rollins College that the hotel itself is set up that all of its profits go to scholarships to that. Um, uh, to that school and one of the benefactors behind the hotel is one of the largest modern art collectors in the country. So the hotel itself houses 
some of the um, most beautiful and important contemporary art in the United States, but it's in your hotel hallways. And the famous Afghani girl portrait from National Geographic is there. Um, and then just about every important uh, contemporary female artist from the United States and Cuba and other places is there too. So what I loved about that was having 24 seven access to art outside of a museum context. And so, you know, you can't always get to a museum if you've got little kids, but if you wake up at 5 a.m. and your kids are still asleep, you can go and explore the art intimately with a fresh hot cup of coffee. So I think that place is a hidden jewel and it's called the Alfond Inn. And that is in an area called Winter Park. And it's also surrounded by all of the city's most dynamic museums. Some great recommendations, uh, you know, about Orlando and beyond. I mean, uh, once again, what is the site uh, for people to check out? Uh, Lux Recess. So it's L-U-X-E Recess, like a playful break, which is what every parent deserves with their kids. I need a Lux Recess myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all do. <laughs> 24-7, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, so I'll, I'll have those links below. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, the link will be on the YouTube uh, description. If you're listening on iTunes, it'll be on the show notes. Uh, so thanks again for your time over there, and uh, happy travels. I know you've got the uh, European adventure and beyond for yourself, Robin. So happy travels to you. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks for being on, and uh, thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode of uh, Digital Nomad Mastery. And hopefully you, as a parent, have been inspired to travel more. Or if you know any parents, make sure you send them this interview because it is a very needed thing to prevent divorce and to prevent conflict and to prevent uh, you know, marital and family disharmony, to just get away and uh, you know, zen it out in a luxury property somewhere around the world. Great. And, uh, you know, uh, subscribe and comment to us on uh, YouTube and iTunes. And uh, we'll catch you in the next episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world.